Hey. And uh, hey. welcome to a very Canadian edition of the Fan Men Podcast. Uh, my name is Stephen Griss. I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> DJ Gove. Chris Davis. Sean Hogarty. Uh, so the guys have been kind enough to allow me to take charge and take control of an episode of the podcast here, uh, which is probably not in their best interest. But International okay. podcast pirate. Did that movie <laughs> Canadian Bacon? <laughs> <laughs> um, but in order to do that, I needed to uh, to find a way to uh, differentiate myself from the group here, and I think I've done that effectively based on the response from everyone. <laughs> uh, I've got a video that we'll get up onto the uh, fan man Twitter and everything, but I'm wearing a, an interesting shirt here. Uh, Chris, would you like I, to describe the shirt? <laughs> I don't know if it would be appropriate for me to describe the shirt. <laughs> Well, that's true, and, and it's not appropriate for me to it's, call you Chris, because especially with this shirt, it's very clear that you are THE Chris Davis, <laughs> not simply Chris Davis. Unfucking believable. Um, so, I had this brilliant idea, and the best part for me was that I had the idea, and I had to turn it around same day in order to get the shirt ready in time to bring it down here, and I posted about it on Twitter saying like, oh, I had this idea, I didn't have time, it didn't work, but I made it happen, and all of you liked it. None of you knowing that it was you this shirt. You were talking shirt. about us. Yeah, yeah that I'm yeah. talking about something I was doing to make you guys laugh. <laughs> so. Which you successfully did, sir. Uh, but yeah, so the shirt has a giant V, uh, and then Chris Davis is written underneath with a picture of Chris uh, in a Photoshopped uh, Infinity Gauntlet over his yeah. fist. It's um, amazing. I love the combination of the Guns N' Roses t-shirt and Infinity <laughs> yes. Gauntlet. The, uh, the, so metal. The execution of it. The fact that he found a picture of me holding my fist up to be yeah. able to use the Infinity Gauntlet. It's, uh, uh, it is Thank you, Tito Santana, by the exquisite. way. But, I mean, uh, as you have video evidence, the front is fantastic. The whole work is incredible. It's amazing. But then what's written on the yeah, back of your shirt? Back. Yeah. <laughs> so I took the... Uh, you know, right around the time that I made this, all the new posters for Endgame came out, the Avenge the Fallen posters. Uh, so I took that logo and I added a little bit to it. So on the back of the shirt, it has it says Avenge the Fallen Bitters. Uh, right. So, so good. So not only is this, I mean, it's awesome to see our, our beloved friend so well captured in this image, <laughs> but, but it's both, it's, it's it's fan art. I have for a fan both club the, of one. You have a fan club of one, or or your your character has a fan club of one. Yes, but I mean this is this is both Chris Davis and Fan Man fan art. You know, I mean our listenership is a is a small small group, but but to see the creativity, the capturing the essence of something we've been playing with and and giving you shit for, it's it's amazing, Stephen. Well, you did incredible you. work, sir. I Chris, very uh, oh display picture on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will most definitely changes this. Oh, I yeah. mean, you almost need a different. We, we created a fictional character that now is in a, a yeah. print act, medium yeah. swag. It's that's a true. separate Twitter account. Like we should have Doris. a. D, there should maybe, be a D, Chris. Did. Maybe I don't <laughs> know. That sounds like access a pain. To it and do it yourself. <gasps> oh. And just feel free to add facts of the Chris Davis. <laughs> oh, that's no. a dangerous proposition. Yes. Oh man! It delights oh. me to no end. Keep an eye <laughs> out on most Twitter of this stuff. Is so far from the truth. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! I can't wait. Yeah, so, we're, don't you know? Don't confuse so our stay facts into the with your machine. truth. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't want to. We don't want to pull down that yeah. bail, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? So thank you, sir. It, hey, it's an actual T-shirt, and he made a sticker too. So I'm going to put the sticker yeah. on everything. That was awesome. <laughs> yep. Uh, was my pleasure. Um, so, because we're doing a, a Canadian version of this, and by circumstance, uh, we've decided to flip the script a little bit. All right. Uh, and we are going to start the show with top three. <gasps> what? Mm. <gasps> Blasphemy. I know. Blasphemy. I know. Everything it, I built is being torn down. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> think of the children. <laughs> Won't someone think yeah. of the children? Yeah. What the hell is uh, going on? All right. So, what's our topic, Stephen? So... Since this episode, the focus is going to be about sitcoms, uh, I thought there'd be a great opportunity to do our top three sitcom characters of the 1990s. All right. Uh, so 90s. we had a brief chat before we recorded. The rule was to try and keep shows that are actually 90s, not a show that was like, oh, hey, it ran from you know 81 to 91. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. and we'll see how true everyone stays to that, but I okay. think that'll be yeah. part of the fun. Given so that I okay. did zero research <laughs> i have i will I, probably screw this up as well yeah yeah i did most off the top okay. of my head so that's appropriate that's okay i think it'll once be again fun. i was raised by a tv so i have a slight edge yeah slight um so we'll start with honorable mentions um and 
I don't really know what we're going to do for the order, but I guess we'll you, stick no, to- No, you are, to, you are still in the lead yeah, seat. Yeah, you're in the lead right. seat. Yeah, so yeah, no, you're, you're the guest. You go first, then we'll just do, we'll go you, Sean, Crispy, and we'll keep thank the circle going. All right, thank you, thank you. So my list is a little unconventional, and I think the character that I've chosen for an honorable mention is probably going to be a surprise to people, but it's actually Kramer from Seinfeld. Ooh. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. I, I feel like that would probably make its way higher up on a lot of people's lists. Um, as much as I love Seinfeld, sometimes I, I just feel overwhelmed by it, like I've seen it too much, uh, and Kramer's character is- is you know for me the glue that holds that thing together and makes it mm-hmm. the most enjoyable part. So uh, definitely a great honorable mention. Very close to making my list, but there's a few others that I love just a little bit more. Cool. I have a feeling that there are a huge number that I haven't thought of, meaning they're not on the list. But uh, but from an honorable mention standpoint, somebody immediately came to mind that does not deserve to be on the list. Yet I have to mention. Uh, Bill Cosby from The Cosby Show, a massive family favorite. I love the show, love the character, combination of wisdom, wit, you know, the the fact that I can almost consume no Cosby-related content without really just being unhappy about it is saddens me, but, but to be honest, it was one of the more impactful sitcom characters for me. I think that's reasonable. Separate the character from the yeah. person. Yeah. How about you, Chris? Um, as usual, I'm going to break the rules Bastard. for my honorable mention. I'm breaking <laughs> um, You're breaking Canadian law. That's I an am, international incident. But he's wearing a t-shirt with my face on it. So I think I have, there's, <laughs> there's a little some more, there. get some I, leeway. I, I think I, you know, there's a little more leeway here. Um, I'm actually going to go with the four kids from South Park. Oh, so well this is when played. tail end of my college years. Sweet. So I had seen the spirit of Christmas prior I'm not going to be able to unsee that now. If I put you in a little... You guys didn't follow my rules? Screw you guys. I'm getting him. I am totally buying you a little green beanie. Um, (laughs) So no, that's... It's tail end of... I mean, the spirit of Christmas dropped. That was everywhere on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Mid-90s. Mid-90s. And it was 97 that the series came in. Yeah, and out the gate, it was a huge pop color. I mean, I remember I had t-shirts. Everybody knew of it before the season dropped. I have t-shirts, plushies, and hats all right off the bat, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's that reasonable. That that show was anchored in the 90s, and I feel like oh, yeah. it's continued on with that same It really theme. was. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah. No, definitely. I, I think there's a pass there. So that's my honorable mention. So, since Chris picked four characters, <laughs> I'm only going three, because just because I said I, I watched a lot of TV, so it's hard. So, all my kind of, my my honorable mentions are all the kind of more non-mainstream ones. Uh, so, my first honorable mention is Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, oh well played. Yep. He was the anchor of that show. Um, mm-hmm. Great character. There's something like the episode with when Will's dad walks out on him and Uncle Phil gets up in his ass and when the guy hustles Will at the pool game and mm-hmm. Uncle Phil shows up, that was just some great TV moments. Plus, he was Shredder and Turtles. So. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, number two is going to be a weird one. It's Lowell, the mechanic from Wings. Oh. <laughs> I Based as if it were on Nantucket, Nantucket. right? Nantucket. Um, yeah. You know, for a 12-year-old kid in the 90s, his favorite show would be Wings. Kind of a weird thing, but I love that show. Yeah. And Lowell's- Antonio's just like, you know, um, to, to, uh, guy played Monk there. Tony Sh- Oh, Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. He was a, he was a, sec- a close second, but I'm going Lowell Mechanic. Mm-hmm. And my last honorable mention is the baby dinosaur from the show Dinosaurs. Oh, not the mama. Not the mama. Yeah. Um, dinosaurs was- <laughs> That was pretty You'd think it was a kid show. It was not. It was like a true like family sitcom kind of show. And it's like all in the family. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like Family yeah. Matters with Dinosaurs. And we loved that show. Me and my brothers would watch the hell out of that. We had the talking nice. baby puppet and everything. So nice. baby dinosaur. Awesome. All right. Good Excellent. choice. All right. Number three, um, a show that I feel does not get the love that it deserves. Uh, I'm picking Hayden Fox from Coach. Oh, oh excellent yeah. show. Fucking yeah. good pull. That w- I had a tough time picking between that being number three or number two. Mm. That's a good um, pull. I absolutely love that show. I'm probably one of the 10 people who own the entire series on box set, but I watch it. It's amazing. And his character was so fun. He had such a sense of rage that he brought to the thing, but he was still lovable. And that's what I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. It, it was a nice mix all the time. You never knew what you were going to get that week. Yeah. It was a great show. Yep. Great show. Um, my number three is uh, Joey from Friends, right? He was an actor. He was uh, pretty but stupid, yep. <laughs> strangely intelligent in ways that weren't particularly useful. Um, you know, he just, he was the one I could not relate to yet enjoyed the most. What's the one thing Joey didn't share? 
Joey doesn't share food. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why subconsciously I <laughs> I see you eyeing that box of Timbits. I don't know what you're talking about, Chris. <laughs> oh, that sounded like Chris. Ooh. Chris and Chris. Hmm. I wasn't sure which one you were talking Coincidence? Yeah, I mean, I thought mm. you were talking to You just kind of melded Chris the Davis. two of us into one person? I know who I was talking to, but- If you did that, yeah. you'd have a talented version of me, because I have no talent. <laughs> <laughs> you got he there has before I did. Talent. I would have made yeah. it there. Yep. <laughs> all right. So my number three is um, DJ Spirit Animal and the person he still hopes to be, one Zach Morris from- Ah, uh, yes. Um, a little shorter run in the 90s, but if you're carrying through- the spinoff and everything, you're going 89 to probably like 94, 95. With if you college count college years, years, yeah, you're going up to yeah. almost 96. So you have that, you have that character for a good wedding, chunk of the decade. The wedding, yeah. So, and that's, uh, he was the definitive early 90s character. The outfits, the mannerism, the whole thing, stupid cell phone. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he had everything that you expect a little punk kid yep. in the early 90s, but you kind of define that error. Excellent, so, excellent. You Zach. Uh, my number three, I'm going Steve Urkel. Ah. Mm. Uh, so right when that hit, I was about that same age. So mm-hmm. it was big. I had like their talking Urkel doll and the Urkel board game and they had the stupid Steve Urkel dance song and I mm-hmm. Family Match was a good show. Um, and it's even funnier now when you watch it, you realize like some of the changes they made, like the little sister goes upstairs one episode, just never comes back. <laughs> like no one ever knows what the fuck never happened to her. Never walks down. Yeah, never walks back downstairs. Followed happy days. Yep. Exactly, exactly. So <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going Steve Urkel. He was a big pop culture thing in, the, in that time frame and put the show on the you map. You bastard, you took my number two. Hey, hey, that's what yeah. we do around here. Steve Urkel, absolutely my number two. Uh, again, big fight between him and Hayden Fox from Coach. Uh, but Steve Urkel and all the iterations of Steve Urkel. So I think uh, Julio White, uh, it's a shame that he doesn't have more of a career today because you could see he was an extremely versatile actor to, you know, he's coming in as Steve Urkel. He played the alter ego of Stefan Urkel. Then he was playing Cousin Myrtle. Merkel Urkel. Yeah, Myrtle Urkel, which oh, yeah. was some of the, the best content that came out of that show. Um, just a ton of fun uh, and just a very unique character that, again, defined kind of the 90s. So, Urkel. <laughs> Definitely a 90s character. <laughs> 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 um, my number two, uh, I'm I'm going to double up a pair of characters from Cheers, Norm and Cliff, the bar mm. denizens of okay. Cheers. The uh, I don't remember what Norm's job was. Cliff was the postman. Norm who, was at the bar all day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was his he wife's was name? Drinking. Vera. Vera. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I just loved. They anchored for me. I mean, obviously, I loved the other characters and all the things that came from that. I loved Frasier. I loved Lilith and this Frasier spinoff. But but Norman Cliff, Cliff, I related to because of his vast trove of knowledge that, well, rarely useful, usually was entertaining. And so I like to think of myself like that, regardless of the truth. And Norm's, you know, walking in and being recognized that, you know, that the heart and the, the home of the family you choose versus the family you have norms mm-hmm. that anchor for me. And then those two for each other. Yeah. And here's one of those weird shows like we were just talking about before we started too. It's like it ran for so long. Yeah. It kind of covers two decades. My assumption is yeah. it went rain in the nineties, but I yeah, honestly, it went from 82 it was predominantly in 82 to 93. Okay. okay. So I, yeah. I grandfather but yeah, in, but yeah. really when I watched it, it was in the, 80s. exactly because it, yeah. it was been on, it's been in syndication on reruns for so long. You never knew, really knew when it yeah. started because it was on all yeah. the time. That's true too. Yeah. It's timeless. So I am also going to cheat okay, and go with the duo. Um, and I cheat every episode. So um, I'm going to go with Jack and Karen from Will and Grace. Oh, oh okay. Good call. And those two, in terms of a pure so sitcom. So that's running now. It's back, which yeah, is crazy. which is crazy. Um, but they were that comedic foil to the yeah. two straight characters yeah. that were the weeds of that show. Yes. Any of those comedic moments were... At the expense of Will and Grace. Yeah. It was those two characters that carried the whole comedy weight oh, of that yeah. series. And it was, as much as I didn't watch that series till the end of the run, Yeah, I watched a little of it when we came back, and they were the same characters yeah. in this new iteration. And they were the best part about the they new iteration. They were the best part yeah. of the, exactly. Karen yeah, because uh, such a, just. Was it Megan, a, Mo- a Megan brain, Mulaney, right? Yeah, brain-blowing yeah. hilarity. Megan Mulaney is Just completely hilarious. clueless in her own yeah. world, yeah. Yeah, she's awesome. Yep. So. Good call. Jack and Karen. So my number two actually goes to, like I said, Beaver Brothers used to watch a ton of TV, obviously. There was only one show growing up. I remember that we stand with my, my mom and my stepdad actually down and we'd all watch it together at Home Improvement. My number two is Tim the Toolman Taylor. Uh, Very yeah. good call. 
<laughs> so, I mean, that show was awesome. I mean, you couldn't yeah. get away from it. I think it did nine seasons, I think. Yeah. Something ran all like the way up to the yeah, kids, right in their 20s lots. almost. Yeah. Um, and you could pick a ton of characters in that show because you had, you know, Wilson and Al, too, and mm-hmm. Pam Anderson, and then Heidi and mm-hmm. Pam Anderson or Heidi, either one. <laughs> um, but Tim Taylor was just great. He was, um, he was kind of an idiot. Yep. Um, he was kind of like the more family friendly version of Al Bundy kind of in a way maybe a little bit okay because I mean they're they're they both yeah. kind of like supposed to be yeah. like, uh, I mean he's he, similar he, rough he had a TV show and everything but yeah but yeah but um you know then obviously Tim Allen went on to become Santa Claus and Buzz Lightyear right. and all that stuff yep. so it's always like and it all just goes back to home improvement I had the Super Nintendo game home improvement which was nothing what? about the show <laughs> yeah I used to like have to find like measuring tapes and throw them at giant spiders and like talking plants that tried to bite you and shit yeah, I think fun. I vaguely remember seeing yeah, every video game, game everything everything cover that but yeah so yeah, I'm going Tim the Toolman Taylor he was a great character and the heart of the whole thing too that whole show he was a good dad and he was like a good husband even though he was you know a buffoon so that's a classic show that I always forget about and I remember being a kid and always confusing it with the red green show Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. um, um, all right. So number one uh, harkens a little bit back to Sean. Uh, did I skip somebody? No, you're no, no, you're just up. the mic. We're you're just up. waiting. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Beep. Uh, Start over. Number one. Beep. All right. So my number one harkens a little back to Sean's uh, going back to Frasier. Um, but rather than Frasier Crane, it's actually Niles Crane. Niles. Oh, so Frasier. Yes. I, has to be my favorite sitcom of the 90s. I, I watched that thing, I don't know how many times, cover to cover, and Niles Crane was the most interesting character yes. that they put on that show. Mm-hmm. Intelligent, vain. Yes, yes. Such, there was such David a Hyde depth Pierce of character, um, and and honestly, I think that the introduction of that character really allowed the Frasier character to shine as well. Yeah. Because as you know, as much as I enjoyed so Frasier's character on Cheers, I don't think that he got to blossom to be uh exactly what we what we he love about him and remember. Foil. He didn't have exactly. uh, a match that was the the yin to his yang. Right. And, yeah, and he had his Niles, wife, right? Yeah. He's married on the show, yeah. Yeah, the cold I mean yeah. Lilith. She Lilith. almost made my list because she was <laughs> Did she so, transfer over to the Frasier show? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But yeah. Niles Crane was, uh, and just David Hyde Pierce. Oh, yeah. You could not have had better casting. Uh, I think that that's one of the best casted shows that yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, top and, to bottom. Yeah. 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 You could actually believe they were brothers. Oh, oh so yes. You could totally believe it. Yes. And you could totally believe that uh, that Martin was their father. Yeah. yeah. Like 100% yeah. that he just wasn't into he, what they were. I and, loved him. Oh, yeah. just a great uh, character. That's forever, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, the 90s had a lot of shows that ran, like, the entire span. I'm like, stuff yeah. nowadays gets, like, yeah. you know, three seasons if you're lucky. Absolutely. Makes but, me want to watch more Frasier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Niles Crane. Excellent. Excellent. Could not agree more. Um, my number one... Right, Niles falls into one of one of the things usual for me. My top threes are whatever I can pull out of my brain at the time of the show, not from what I think is actual truth. <laughs> um, so, so the ones that came to mind for me were, were a pairing of uh, Costanza and Kramer from nice. Frasier. Mm-hmm. Right, again, that the characters Side that vote. anchor the. Oh, sorry. What did I say? Frasier. Frasier. I said See, Frasier. You, you want to go Frasier. Yeah, I got, no, I got hooked by Steven. I didn't even think about um, Costanza either. So. Yeah, yeah, but Sorry no, oh, sorry yeah. for Seinfeld. Um, and, you know, it's those characters that anchor, though they're not the anchors, they provide that context through their extreme eccentricity, right? Kramer was just an unpredictable goof who set the tone of anything by either coming in and changing the tone or by highlighting the tone that he wasn't. Yeah. I thought a lot about Seinfeld. I had trouble picking between the four individual parts. Yeah. Because it doesn't you really. All, oh, putty. God. Yeah. <laughs> I had to pick a Seinfeld character. Yep. Go Newman. But well, I thought about Newman as well, right? But it's hard to, the show doesn't work if you take out any of those four legs. Right. Very true. I mean, you can't remove a lane from that situation. Right? No. No. Okay. Um, you really needed the, the four pieces. Right. And I, you know, Seinfeld, strangely, was a relative straight man in the whole thing, even though he's hilarious mm-hmm. and has his own eccentricity. But Costanza Kramer, really the the poles that Elaine and, and Seinfeld kind of worked, 
worked between very similar to Jack yeah. and Karen, right? Honestly, yeah. that there's a lot of similarity there. Yeah. Um, I think I'm, I could make the case for Kramer and Elaine. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think, yeah, I, yeah you, you might be either. right about that. But Costanza, I loved because he was like a, a forest gump of buffoonery, right? <laughs> In terms of yeah. his, his life through that. So those are, those are my number ones. I like it. Excellent pull, sir. I'm, I am going to tag up on Stevens. Mm-hmm. And I did, I gave Niles a lot of, th- I mean, you could pick any character off that show, yeah. but I'm going Frasier. There we go. Yeah. I mean, this is Kelsey Grimm. And what I liked about the character was watching that evolution from Cheers. Yes. Growing up with this show from the coach days. Yes. All the way up to you fully saw that blossom. Yes. In that show. And I think you nailed it. I was trying to think about why that reason was, yep. but it was because he had Niles. Exactly. Yeah. He had that foil. He Niles had the perfect was the biggest foil. piece. Really with his dad, but but Niles is the piece that gave that character his own life, not ancillary to the bar. And it's funny, as I was sitting here thinking about it, most of the scenes that were popping into my head were the interplay between Frazier and Niles. Correct. When Frazier wants everybody to start marking the items and he's going to die and get the will ready. And everybody, oh, no, no, no. Niles is over there with the stickers on everything. (laughs) I want this, and I want this, and I want this. And no, so it's watching that character arc over two decades, really. Yes. And And then seeing it blossom in that show. And just watching him get get called out on his shit. Right? (laughs) Right? And the the thing is, it's not like he's getting called out by his better, right? Like he's getting called out by someone just as vain and vapid and everything else. It's a mirror image of him. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Frazier's the manly one. That's the- (laughs) That's the scary (laughs) thing. And Martin sits there and looks disapprovingly at both of them. Correctly so. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and I think we're all forgetting Eddie and that's a pretty important piece. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Which one was the episode when Frazier turned blue and joined the X-Men? What episode was that in? <laughs> so before or after the DWI? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, uh, when he... Which one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's DJ. That's a good one. Okay, so way back when, before we all wanted to be Chris Davis, we all wanted to be Zach Morris. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's Zach Morris. He, like Chris said, he had everything. He had the cool clothes. The hair, the phone. The Kapowski. Kelly Kapowski. fucking Kapowski. <laughs> That's a big one right there. <laughs> I mean, um, it's just, he was he was the coolest guy around and he knew it. And he was just, it was, I mean, that show was great too. And it's, it's what you want to do. You want to have like, you know, spend every day with all your buddies, doing all this fun stuff, fucking with your principal, you know, it's what everyone wanted to do. It explains so, so much of DJ yes, today. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it does. Sounds this like is in a microcosm. Yeah. It, it does, yeah. Except is, I lost all my April hair. April your principal? Yeah. I, I put so much blonde, uh. Blonde hair bleach know. in my hair, it all just fucking fell out. So that didn't uh, work out. That was awesome. To the point where actually right before we sat down, my phone went off in the Comic-Con, the big one right here that I was like, I'm not going this year because I got too much shit going on. They announced Mark Paul Gosler. Mm-hmm. So I'm going down for a day to go meet Zach Moore. I cannot yeah. wait for that cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> DJ in a pink pole with a popped collar, the whole thing. Oh, I'm, I'm sold. I'll do uh, I'll do uh, Jesse Spano from Striptease. So oh, why wouldn't you? No. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's okay. So yeah, so I'm going Zach Morris. Awesome. Excellent. Awesome. Nice pull. I, I like I like your top three, though it's disconcerting or or it's disorienting to have it lead off the podcast. It is. Well, let's just let's break it down real quick. Quick recap. Stephen had Coach Urkel and Niles Crane. Sean had Joey Tribbiani, uh, Norman Cliff from Cheers, and George Costanza. And Kramer. And Kramer. I'm sorry. And Kramer. Um, Chris had Zach Morris, Jack and Karen from Will and Grace, and Fraser Crane. Mm-hmm. And I had uh, see Urkel, Tim the Toolman, Taylor, and Zach Morris. That's some '90s prime and real estate. Just coming in, a lot in of real it's, estate. It's good stuff, man. I mean, I, and that's just like a tip of the iceberg. The '90s had so many good TV shows. You can't even name them. All, well, so. and I think that gives us a great opportunity to chat about that. So, unfortunately, we had to uh, go a man down. Chris had to take off. He had a previous engagement i guess that's more important than us i would know i i saw the davis phone ringing and i have a feeling that there's some sort of ridiculous thing that only the chris davis could be called away for yeah uh sean put the uh picture of all the canadian snacks that you brought us on twitter and a couple of the smod squad guys are asking some questions so yeah, there's no. He did not bring us any moose jerky. Yeah, Big Daddy Jimmy V, uh, yeah. our uh, yeah, our Jimmy buddy like, from from moose, Los Angeles. Yeah, moose jerky. Like, yeah, no, no moose jerky. Um, <laughs> no moose jerky. No Canadian weed yeah. imports. But we are having fun. Canada's have some really good candy I, bars. I did notice. I I tweet out that we're recording live with Stephen Griss and prompt folks your questions. The first question we get is from Stephen Griss, who's sitting next to me on my couch. 
power of the internet, Sean. And the question is, what's a Canadian? <laughs> <laughs> is that like what's a Nubian? What's a Nubian? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, give the, an answer to that. Well, you um, know, I think the the best part is that I also did it off of your Wi-Fi. So, oh, that's like tweetception. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm I'm uh, sad to lose Chris, but I'm glad that that we're still in the midst of the 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 pirated uh, Stephen Gris Canadian fan man special. <laughs> yeah. So let's continue with our with your your topics of choice. Yeah. So you know, great opportunity. I think um, something that sometimes gets overlooked in fan conversations. Uh, people like to go deep into their you know their favorite dramas, their favorite movies. Um, you know films that have spanned over multiple films and have whole universes around them. But I think that sometimes sitcoms get lost in the mix, even though they're probably the most commonly watched and and often some of the most popular forms of media that we're all consuming. Yeah. So I thought it'd be a great opportunity just to jump in, uh, chat about some of our favorite sitcoms, maybe touch on, you know, some of the sitcoms that we've seen, uh, you know, crossovers on those kind of things that, you know, we, we relegate and we, focus on solely in in kind of the movie realm but really we're almost kind of pioneered at least in the visual medium on sitcoms okay i thought that might be an interesting thing for us to chat about yeah no it's, it's a good explanation too because we never go that deep and like thoughtful in anything <laughs> <laughs> you guys do you just don't realize it see i listen to the episodes you guys just record them. yeah we just experience actually i listen and... to about three times a piece as i'm editing them at work yeah so. i, I mean, do... not, not at work i'm working at work I do actually listen to each episode usually while I'm driving, um, but it's kind of like reliving the experience. So it's not, I'm not usually thinking about what we're saying. I'm just going, oh, you know, we sound at least coherent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's about as far as I get. Yeah. It was a weird experience for me to listen back to the one that we did. Uh, yeah. The Shaggy Don't Like It one, right? Yeah. Like it's, yeah, yeah. It's weird to hear yourself. Like you, I personally don't like hearing my voice recorded for some reason, at least talking. We do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's, uh, it was weird. Like I was sitting in the car listening. I'm like, oh, yeah, I said that. That was funny. Go me. Yeah. It was weird the first time, like when we did the first couple, like actually when we did the one up at, um, with Ming and Mike up in Jersey, because like I said, he had, you know, before we knew you were all laid up and everything, he got that back to me at like one o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. He sent it right over to me. So I was like, listen to him. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's me talking to Ming and Mike on the internet. That's, <laughs> that's I don't weird. Think of that. Cool. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> yeah. cool. Same thing we do with the kids. Um, well, my kid and um, Chris's kid wanted to, go, wanted to go see Captain Marvel real bad. So we had them on real quick and- a couple of her friends got a hold of, I guess, and she's like, yeah, that's me. I'm on the internet. Me. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, like I said before, TV shows were a huge thing for me. I watched a lot of TV. I watched everything too. Like, I mean, I wasn't a big Seinfeld guy, mm. but I mean, I watched a lot of TV, so. Yeah. I mean, I, I was a Seinfeld guy later on. I think like, I think I watched most of that on DVD Yeah, uh, or in reruns or whatever. And yeah. You know, I'm, I really enjoyed it at the time. And I think, I don't know if now I just feel it's oversaturated. Like I'm yeah. just, I've seen so much of Seinfeld. Like I, I know all the bits. There's yeah. there's nothing that's new for me to find in that show anymore. Right, right. Whereas I find even Frasier, even though I've seen it, I don't know how many times, there's a new joke or there's a new nuance to, to a response or something mm-hmm. that I never caught before. There's a different depth. Seinfeld's not really a deep show. I mean, it's a sharp show. It's definitely not unintelligent. But I think the layering and the, the subtlety in, in the Frasier yeah. universe is definitely a little bit more. I, I'm trying to think through my memories of first watching sitcoms. Like I associate that with a transition from watching kid shows by myself as a kid to watching television with my parents or with my mom or with my grandparents. Yeah. Right. And the things I remember were you know, friends and cheers and, uh, and then Seinfeld. And I, I'm, I don't remember many others. And I know those came on, you know, started at different times, but I remember, you know, NBC Thursday night must watch TV. We definitely watched the Cosby show, Mm -hmm. uh, things like that. Nowadays, the shows that, uh, my wife and I watch together, do tend to include a lot of comedies because often at the end of the day, we're both drained, stressed out. And rather than watching an hour long, you know, 
yet another medical drama, which we love, watching something that you're consuming in half an hour or less that's light and laughing. We watch Superstore and uh, AP Bio is a new favorite, yep. strangely. It, first series, uh, I, I didn't, yeah. I, I'm not fully caught up on AP Bio, but yeah. the first season of it was fantastic. And, and just so, so different. Right. Well, and and really, it feels like they've plucked the character of Dennis out of uh, "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" and dropped him into a circumstance he should well, never so that be in. Always Sunny is one that I haven't watched. Oh. I've kind of saved it all up to watch. It looks like something I it's would insane. enjoy. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. So, and this, I, they're like their twelfth or thirteenth season. Thirteenth. Yeah. There's I a think lot of them. Finished season thirteen. Those yeah, guys. And I mean, crazy. like. As as someone knowing some of the content that you love and enjoy, and yeah. some of the you know crazy stuff like Kevin movies, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like it's it's a very it's very good. easy shift over to that. I'll be you. interested to see if Jen likes it. Our Venn diagram of yeah, DJ's shaking his head no. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm not sure, but I'm. Well, we'll see. I, I'll be interested to see. My gut is that you may be right. It's kind of fucked that show. It really yeah. it's tapped in the head a little bit. Yeah. Oh, it is. But that's that's part of its charm, right? That's what makes yeah. it special, and I think that's what makes AP Bio so interesting. Is you've taken uh, a lot of the sensibilities of a, of a certifiably insane character, mm-hmm. right. and dropped him into a classroom setting, teaching young minds and navigating, you know, just yeah. a school. great show. Like, great what? show. We yeah, you, you like that one? The AP Bio, it's great. I'm and well, um, we I, we've been watching. AP oh, okay, Bio. and what's your name was with us down on yeah season reboot. Um, What's your the name? the Middle Eastern girl plays like the smart girl in the class? Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. She's that's in, the same girl. Yes, I I am in a scene with her. Yeah. Get out of you here! You made a scene like you pulled the fire alarm or something. No, the right. scene where I get knocked down. Oh, that was it. I get knocked down about three feet from her. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Um, Look at I, you, I all made, famous and shit. I don't think I, I don't think that will be in the film, but but yeah, seeing her, uh, you know, and you know that that was neat because I had I hadn't really connected that she was the one who acts in AP bio, which Jen and I love. So after I'm there, you know, we were, she was in multiple scenes that we were doing in the day we were there. I texted Jen. I'm like, you know, the girl we love from AP bio, she's here. I'm, (laughs) you know, I'm, I'm spending all this time waiting right next to her. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that was cool. Um, Broke my back in front of the girl from AP bio. (laughs) She almost kicked my ass. Um, The, uh, uh, Big Bang Theory, something that Jen and I have have watched. Obviously, something that's closer to me in terms of nerd and science mm-hmm. and and you know my experiences. But I was surprised how much she enjoyed laughing at the people that were like me. <laughs> um, you know, but we found you know it's that's ending now, and yeah. we watched every episode from the beginning. And people for, shit on Big Bang Theory, but Big Bang Theory, I think, is the closest thing we have now yeah. to what we had in the '90s with all these shows. Yes, the oh, absolutely. it really is. The, Yep. It's like the same core characters, mm-hmm. the same like three sets. Yep. That stuff doesn't really happen. It yeah, makes it's a, really it's a multi-camera, true, traditional They don't do sitcom. a lot of them anymore. Yeah. No, and it's uh, it's had staying power. It's season 13, I think, 12 or 13. Um, yeah. It's at least 13, yeah. Yeah, yeah like it's it's crazy how they long- They could have kept going. The only reason they're stopping is because they just, they are, the actors are all burnt out on it. Well, let's yeah. see. It Parsons is, is burnt out on it. And no, they are in season 12 right now, and that is 12. the last. That's but what I thought. started in yeah. 2007. Yeah, like it's yep. that staying power for a modern sitcom. Yeah. Like that's incredible. And I mean, you know, I remember um my parents love the show too. I, I've watched it with them. Mm-hmm. Um and well, I was shocked. I don't know. Yeah. But it, it just worked, right? Yeah. But you know, and they had a bit of a downturn. There were a couple seasons yeah. that uh that I didn't feel were it's a little drier. Yeah. But I felt that they've they've rebounded in this last season. Um, but it's also spawned an incredible spin-off. Which is I was going to ask Sheldon. if you watched it. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it that is one of my favorite shows on TV. Right we now. we love it, and I was a little bit iffy on it at the beginning because taking such a strong and strongly defined and strongly stereotypified character now in Sheldon and casting another just a random little kid as it, this. It didn't seem you know, possible. But but his voice as the narration, the not extreme but the matching of mannerisms and history. But then what really blew my mind was them bringing the casting forward in time in the Big Bang, his 
mom yes and his sister or his brother have they done his sister yet yes his sister missy's been on there as yeah. well but what's really amazing um and and i'm 99 sure this is correct is that the woman who plays his mother yep. in young sheldon is the daughter of the woman who plays his mother on big bang Theory. no kidding that's awesome like, i'll have to look at that yeah. uh and at least that's what my mother told me. That, no. So I'm going to take if, take if her not, word. If not, it's fact. plausible because the it feels it it feels right. Like it feels like it feels like they tie the they're tied together. They float free. You don't have to. You know, there's no oh, you have to watch these in this order or anything. Not at but, all. But 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 it definitely it feels it feels good. And and you know, with a kid. You know, we've, one of our kids is a little like Sheldon and the other one's kind of a combo of the other two. You know, <laughs> it's an interesting thing for us to watch the, the parenting struggles and the, you know, some of the things they, they go through. So yeah, definitely yeah. love that. It's, it's just a well-structured show with a lot of heart. And, and again, that's another one of those shows where I think one of the best modern examples of perfect casting. Mm -hmm. Oh right? yeah. Big Bang Theory has... Some of their core characters perfectly cast. There's a few others that I think are kind of, that I feel could be interchangeable. Sure, sure. But on that show, their core characters to me are all the exact, I can't imagine them as anybody else. Um, that, I had forgotten about it, but I actually visited the set, um, not while they were shooting, right? I was just, just on a Warner Brothers oh, tour or whatever. Cool. And, uh, and so I got to sit there for, for a good chunk of time in the bleachers where the audience sits and look at some of the set pieces, including some of the, like I saw the space shuttle set where they shot some of the space stuff oh, and things cool. like that. But also, you know, the, the stairs, the elevator shaft, the, the, you know, the room, the, the main apartment room oh. and stuff. And that, that was, that was interesting to see the perspective and the difference of the real space versus the space that you feel is there because of the way they shoot it. Yeah. That's really cool. I, I I don't think I've ever visited a set, and I think it's something that I really want to do just to understand that spatial that difference. That type of thing right? is really cool. How how you make half a room feel like a whole room. Yeah. How you make something feel like it has a ceiling when it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, it's... Yeah, no, the the sets are cool. I, I, I always miss like, you know, you see the... Uh, you start like now... Uh, filming in front of a live studio audience. Yeah. So I was like, they did, they just built half room so people could see inside it and all yeah. that. It's crazy. They, didn't, yeah. they don't do that anymore. So I remember when I was a little kid, I went to Universal Studios back when that only meant Los Angeles. Okay. Um, and took the Universal Studios backlot tour. And that's when they had a Battlestar Galactica portion of it from the 70s Battlestar Galactica. Wow. And they had actual like laser shooting and people in Cylon costumes and stuff as you drove really? through there on the bus. Part of the Jaws tour, you know, same, oh, yeah, same yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, tram tour. Um, but one of the little sound stages they drove you through included um, the something that I immediately recognized and I'm immediately shamed that I recognized it, but it was Steve Austin's Fireplace. From Six Million Dollar Man. Oh, say Stone Cold's Fireplace? No, no, not that Steve Austin. But, you know, where, where, you know, there's shots of Steve Austin and, and Jamie Summers kissing in front of this fireplace with a fire. But, but I recognized a goddamn fireplace from an apartment of a dude <laughs> on Six Million, you know, um, but it blew my mind. I'm like, wait, it's, it's just a wall. Yeah. Yep. It's just a wall. There's no ceiling. There's no left or right wall. They're literally they just shoot that and that, you know, I love that. Yeah, I remember, I think, I want to say, so back in the day, I think I was like in fourth grade, I went to Disney for the first time and MGM had a tour too. Yeah. And you drive by like the Golden Girls house, I think it was. Yeah. But you couldn't go inside it because literally it was just yeah. for exterior shots, like yeah. B footage. There's nothing yeah. there. It's just a, it's mm -hmm. like a shed. Yep. It's the facade. It's, it's, yeah, strange. it's, I never, it took, even though I watch a ton of, you know, TV and movies, I never really understood how it all worked. Yeah. So when you find out how it was, how, even now as an adult, you find out how all this stuff worked, it kind of blows your mind a little bit. Yeah. It's That's cool. It. Every yeah. once in a while, like I'm watching a sitcom or something and as, especially some of the older ones, the new ones, they're pretty careful with this kind yeah. of continuity stuff. But I look at like the house that they show as the exterior for family matters and then 
they cut into the inside of the house. And I'm it like, doesn't match. There's no the, way. There's no way that that would work. Based, yeah. just, no, right? But you don't. Like well, Family Matters had the stairs in the living room, then the stairs out of the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck house has two sets of stairs like that? They go upstairs. Yeah. It was cool. I was like, I, I always imagined like a Benny Hill kind of thing where you were running up one set of stairs and coming yeah. down the other. Nah, 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 nah. The thing that cracks me too is like, and I do it now as an adult because you know I'm a bitter old man now. But you know, you watch these like old shows like in the '90s, and you're like, okay, like he's a you know a crossing guard, and she like collects butterflies. That right. fucking house would be like a nine hundred fifty thousand oh, dollars yeah. house, and all the kids are going to private school, and nah, 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 it doesn't work like that. Yeah, it's it's. But that's that's the magic stuff that I love. You know, we talked about a bit coming off a reboot. The yep. loving, the making of right when all those hundreds of jobs are done well. You know, whether it's a sitcom or anything else, what you see through the little rectangle that we view it through looks and seems like a one continuous thing or a series of continuous things With that were shot over days. They look like they are spaces that often are not spaces, right? Lived in by people and over time periods that never lived there and did not have, I mean, it's, I love that stuff. The sound, I love, you know, all the sounds. It's just making something that feels like, oh yeah, this is a real space. That's a real life. And ha ha ha, what they said is hilarious, yet is complete bullshit is awesome. Yeah. I mean, all of that stuff completely blows my mind from every perspective and, and that's why, you know, every once in a while I like to pull out DVDs and Blu-rays and watch making ofs or, mm-hmm. or whatever, go back and find blooper reels and that kind of stuff, because it, it helps you recognize that like, oh no, this is not a real thing, right? Like you, you, you kind of separate it. You know, it's not real, but you don't realize how not real it is. Right. Right. Yeah. And actually that reminds me of something I was thinking about the other day, and I'm interested in, in your guys' thoughts on this. It's not limited to sitcoms, but it, it's tangential. Um, so thoughts about main characters from shows um, introducing the recap pre-show. So you watch a show, and and I've been re-watching a show called Ugly Betty, which is why this is in the okay. back of my head. Okay, yeah. But it also caught me on Billions when I was watching recently, where they've got any one of the lead actors, all mm-hmm. of whom you watch every week, whose voices have been ingrained to you as the character, yeah. then saying at the top of the episode, previously, previously. on... There's another... They don't I do know that either. There's, really? I know of at least a couple other shows where they do that, that I currently watch, and they do rotate the voices, and it's yeah. strange. It's, it's something... Oh, we, we recently started watching uh, Shit's Creek. Oh, yeah. Oh, that right? show is great. Yeah, well... I started watching with Jen because I kept hearing how great it was. Jen kind of got put off by it in the first episode and, and gave up. But she kept hearing from my sister and other people like, no, it's freaking awesome. And so now now she's gotten into her watching it. And that's one where every episode, it's one of the four leads, maybe more, you know, doing that. So what's your question? You, you think it's so do you think awkward? I personally, I find it distracting and i mm-hmm. find that it takes me a little longer to get into the episode after that's happened yeah like i gotta watch for you know another five to seven minutes of the actual program mm-hmm. before i feel engrossed because that mm. threw me off especially with that character interesting yeah i didn't mind it if it was like always the same one or there are some shows too i remember always only do it if it was like a two-part episode Right. That's a little different too. Yeah. Because you're leading in. It's... Well, some shows don't have much in the way of continuity, and so it doesn't matter. And That's so true. the two-parter was unique because it was, it was, we expect you to come into this show with knowledge, and yeah. so let's refresh it. Well, it all goes back to like, you know, the stuff, you know, the stuff we started talking about in the 90s is the structure of the shows were just so different back then. Yeah. Even it went to the 80s stuff too, but you don't get, the only stuff you get like that now is the stuff that they've brought back from the 80s and 90s. Like your will and grace and your Roseanne and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's it's uh, interesting. Man, those those cliffhanger two parters, <laughs> not not even exclusive to sitcoms, but like, um, and, and I'm glad that I didn't watch this at the time because I, I never would have been able to make it a, a whole mm-hmm. season in between. But um, I've watched all of the original run of Dallas. <laughs> I knew you. Were right. <laughs> like I lived shot, through that, Stephen. Yeah, I, who, who shot Jr. And then it's yeah. like. Oh, tune in next season to Dallas, and you're like, "Are you kidding what me?" There's the like four hell? months until yeah. next could you, season. Could you imagine Dallas, the Who Shot Jr. shit, the same age with like Twitter and shit like that? Oh, it would. 
Be, it would, you, know, you wouldn't give a fuck who shot him when they all came back. Yeah. Just like, well, you're, you're, yeah. There'd be too like, much fan fiction and fan films about everybody shooting. Yeah, it's like the same thing like with Game of Thrones. It's like, who's going to sit on the Iron Throne? But there's, it's like, I don't care anymore. It's like, it's been, you know, people had two years of stew on the shit and it's like, oh my Christ. That's an interesting idea. And it's, you know, I think it brings up a good point because, you know, while the age of the internet brings us good things and bad, um, sometimes you end up with people who are so invested in shows and movies and anything else that they get to a point where what they come up with is actually better than what you get. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And so mm -hmm. you, you almost get frustrated at a point where it's like, well, damn, like the, the, what I wanted to see is what I read about before. It was way better than this. I don't want to see this now. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, and you never had that before. No. It was always just, you would percolate in your own head and you would talk to the people that you knew but that was pretty much that, right? That was all you could limit yourself to. Yeah, and now everyone has a shared opinion, and some people out there just have way better ideas. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I find it interesting in the way of the future of television. You know, we've seen Netflix start to bring out um, what I call the goosebump book of, um, of shows. Yep. Or where you can choose your own adventure and oh, pick yeah. what the characters decide. Yep. Yeah. They've just, I think they just released their second show like that. Now well, there's they, like a Bear Grylls okay. adventure show or something. Oh, yeah. Where I, you can see if you would survive. Ah. So he's like, oh, here's what my situation is. What should I do? And you pick one and you either live or you die. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it, it, you know, these people who are coming up with these great ideas and whatever, how can the industry capitalize on, you know, really the brilliance that comes from sheer and total investment in a property. Hmm. It's tough because there's, well, there's a couple of problems. Number one is these properties cannot pump the content out fast enough. Yeah. Because it takes, and some people are starting to get smart about it. So one thing Netflix does that drives me nuts is, you know, they'd give us, you know, like in July, Stranger Things 3 is coming out. Yeah. It's all going to come out in one day. And people are going to be done with it in a day. So you're already going to, if you miss, if you don't wake up at 8 a.m. and rip through it, stay the fuck off the internet because you know everything that happens. Right. Unlike what DC does with their service and what Disney's going to do is, you know, you're going to get like the Mandalorian week by week by week. Um, DC just dropped the trailer for Swamp Thing while, we, while we've been talking. Oh, yeah? Ooh. It's going to be week by week by week. Yeah. We should watch that after We this. should. <laughs> and it's, it's smart because there's two things. A, it gives you something to look forward to. And like you said, it keeps the conversation going, not like, you know, the, oh, this happened. It's, you know, it's because someone already watched the whole thing. It's like, oh, what's going to happen next week? Next yeah. week. You know, it was like Titans. When we were watching Titans, it was like, okay, when's he turning to Nightwing? Mm -hmm. When's Wonder Girl showing up? When's this happening? When's, you know, where's Batman? Gives you something to look forward to. Um, whereas, you know, like when they drop a whole thing, you know, it's just, it kind of ruins it. It's like, I don't like having everything there at once. I mean, if it's something old, that is what it is. But yeah. I think if you want your, um, your viewership base to be, into it we'll just say you can't just give them the like hey we made the season of this thing here you go Blah. well i think i think i mean i think you're right but i also think that that's one of the hallmarks of the era that we're in and it's kind of the question you're asking it's it's unknown and because everything does come down to money right you can't do everything and not have revenue that is guaranteed to match up to cover your your choices, right? Um, I think what's going on with Netflix is going to be very interesting, as we've talked about in the past when we were talking about Disney last week and things like that. The you know the Netflix who relies upon other studios and producers' content traditionally you know, their entire revenue model that funds their productions and everything is monthly taps out of people's wallets. And that's allowed them as they've been producing content to take some risks, you know, do a little more auteur model where they're like, okay, we believe you're a cool artist. Let's see what you do, whether it's a movie or, or, uh, you know, they fund a, a, a full, a short season, right? A 10 episode or something like that. Um, but the interesting thing there is that's much more of a, there's no advertising there, right? I have a Netflix account 
You give me content, it keeps me watching, which keeps me happy. When the next month comes around, it keeps me from disconnecting, right? So that tuning of how many people are happy, just continuing that bill rolling along with whatever comes out, I'm interested to see, right, all at once, once a week, some of each. Is is there a discernible right way? Is there, in fact, a right way? What's right for one fandom instead of, you know, it's... It, that complexity yeah. and the opportunity there, we're I mean, living through that that experiment. I think, I mean, maybe Netflix is its own animal. Because so the thing with Netflix is Netflix either comes up with an idea, creates a show, dumps it, or gets an IP from Disney, yeah, we'll say, sure. at the yeah. time, creates it, dumps it. Whereas HBO, Disney, um, DC, right? So say DC with Titans. Titans is nine episodes. Something like that. So they give you Titans all at once. You're going to sign up for a month, pay your eight bucks, watch the show, be done. That's right. Yep. But if they give you nine episodes, that's three months you have to subscribe to watch all that show. They get three months out of you that way. Yeah. Reoccurring revenue. Except they got a year out of me, DJ, not three months, right? (laughs) They got, or they rather, they got one chunk of money from me, Mm -hmm. not a monthly. And for whatever reason- as soon as you're like, oh, yeah, you can do it for a year. It's 75 bucks or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And you get 15 months. That's an easier bite for me to do than- 15 bucks a month. Than 15 me bucks too. a month or whatever it yeah. is. We've we've run long with our Canadian adventure, sir. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and we've, we've gone went, way went, off topic. Yeah, we went into it. So, yeah, it's just being a content uh, yeah. distribution talk, which is fine. It's, we haven't done that before, so, yeah. It's, uh, What's all about? <laughs> on that note, on that, that note, note. <laughs> make sure uh, hit you up, hit us up on Twitter at fmen37 at vacaboca at Chris Davis underscore thirty seven at djernot and uh, um, at Stephen Gris. Gris, yep. is there any underscores or anything? No, nope. just, nope. just Stephen Gris. Stevens with a ph and it's G R I S. Yep, like I said, uh, we're gonna do some start doing some uh, fan man giveaways as we get into the summer. Got some pops, got some cool collectibles, some art prints and stuff Ooh. to give away. This is just April telling you to get rid of shit, isn't it? <laughs> No, 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 no. I, no, I've no. actually—it's something we plan. Something we put on doing a long time ago. We've discussed it in the past. Yeah, yeah. So, we're, and April's a fan of the exactly, idea. She's a fan of it. <laughs> so, thanks, everyone. Have a good one. Bye, bye.